to die, for according to the law, for by the law, I am judged to die, and therefore I will speak nothing against it. I am come hither to accuse no man, nor to speak of that whereof I am accused and condemned to die. But I pray God, save the king, and send him long to reign over you, for a gentler nor a more merciful prince was there never." and to me he was ever a good, a gentle and sovereign lord. She looked up toward the heavens, her long slim fingers folded gracefully in front of her. And if any person will meddle of my cause, I require them to judge the best, and thus I take my leave of the world and of you all, and I heartily desire you all to pray for me. O Lord, have mercy on me. To God I commend my soul. Anne reached up and removed her headdress, replacing it with a white cap one of her ladies handed to her, the same one who helped to tuck in her long raven hair. She was still beautiful, hauntingly so. The four ladies hurried to surround her, removing her white ermine cloak, her necklace. The executioner stepped forward, begging her pardon for doing his duty to king and realm. She nodded solemnly, told him she willingly gave him her pardon. Still, her eyes searched, and I found myself searching too. I'd had a hand in this, but guilt and panic twisted my stomach. I had never wanted her to die, just to be set aside as was good Queen Catherine. That is what everyone said would happen. He would not truly kill Anne Boleyn, It was all to frighten her and the rest of us into obedience, wasn't it? And yet, no messenger with a pardon. No one shouting for this debacle to end. Sweat trickled down my spine, and yet I was cold all over. The executioner bade her to kneel and say her prayers. She knelt on wobbly knees, her frame slender and stiff, eyes glazing over, perhaps a moment of fear when she realized her execution was truly eminent. She righted herself, both knees locked together upon the straw that had been laid to catch her blood when the death blow should be struck. I stifled the urge to run forward, to shout for them to stop. To beg my husband to search for the messenger was surely on his way with the king's pardon. Another wave of panic seized me. I took deep, gulping breaths, and tried to maintain my own noble bearing. Anne Boleyn straightened her skirts, smoothing them down the front and covering her feet behind her. She turned toward her ladies, asked them to pray for her, then faced the crowd. To Jesus Christ I commend my soul. Lord Jesus, receive my soul, she repeated over and over, her lips moving, twitching, her fingers clasped tightly in front of her. A moment of panic seemed to take control of her. She looked about her aimlessly, fingered her cap, muttered to the executioner that perhaps she should take off the cap. The man tried to console her that he would strike when she was ready. He went to put the blindfold on her, but she stayed his hand, shaking her head. I failed to quell the sob that escaped my throat. I could picture myself kneeling there, one moment full of confidence and poise, and the next my mind slipping and utter fear taking over. 
Within those few seconds of her fumbling, I prayed heartily his majesty would come to pardon her. The executioner motioned to one of her ladies, who gently tied a linen cloth to her eyes, her piercing gaze having unsettled both the executioner and the crowd, myself included. Oh, dear God, have mercy! With her voice shaken but strong, and told the man she was ready, she began to pray again. My God, have pity on my soul! Into thy hands, O Jesu, have pity on me! The executioner silently pulled a four-foot shining steel blade from within the straw. He held it alight, the sun beaming off its length, drawing my eyes to the macabre sight. Bring me the sword, he ordered loudly, as he tiptoed behind her from the other direction. The man was tricking her about where he stood, and turned her head, not aware he was no longer...